Praise God. Psalm 95, in verse 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. It's our privilege to worship the living God, and the attitude in which we come makes all the difference. God wants us to come reverently, to honor Him, to thank Him for His goodness, and also to pay attention to what He says to us to change in our lives. And that's why the rest of the psalm, the Lord says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness when your fathers tested me. They tried me, they saw my work. Though they saw my work, for forty years I was grieved with that generation. And said, it is the people who go astray in their hearts, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they should not enter my rest. Certainly these are not pleasant words to hear. However, they're words that are written in the Bible so that we don't make the same mistake that the older generation coming out of Egypt did. As soon as God did a miracle, they forgot what God did. and They began to pursue their own inventions, their own desires, and totally corrupted everything that God did for them. It's important for believers today to take heed, not only to what God says to do, but also what God says not to do, so that we can be walking with God in the fear of the Lord and be blessed. Once again, Psalm 95, 6. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your precious word that you have preserved, Lord, for all eternity. That the people that you have called to be your own, Lord, who are able to lie down in green meadows, green pasture, who the Lord leaves beside the still waters, Lord, whom you anoint and our cup overflows. You're the same God who's with us through the valley of the shadow of death. And our end is full of blessing, Lord, with you. And Lord, we thank you that with all of your promises, there are very strong cautions because of your love. And we thank you that the whole gospel must be preached so people can be safe from harm's way and be fully blessed by you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Father, I thank you for helping us to get before you, Lord, as a church a body full of believers all over the world. And Father, we pray that our hearts would be set right before you so that you can do a marvelous miracle today for everyone who's looking for you to do something in their lives. We believe you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, one more time, Lord, we give ourselves over to you. Our Maker, our Redeemer, our Jesus, our all in all. We give ourselves over to you, Jesus. And we ask you, Lord, that you will visit us in a special way. Lord, we are here because you are here, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that you will touch us at this hour. 
in an unmistakable manner. Once more we ask you to you cleanse our hearts, cleanse our minds, cleanse our bodies, cleanse everything, Lord, pertaining to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, let my worship be pleasing to you. Let the lifting up of my hands be like evening sacrifice. Let me offer to you a sacrifice that is pleasing to you. Let my offering be pleasing to you. Lord, I offer up my life as a pleasing sacrifice. As a pleasing sacrifice. Oh, to the Most High King. Lord, I offer up my life as a pleasing sacrifice. As a pleasing sacrifice to the Most High King. Let's sing it together one more time. Lord, I offer up my life. Lord, I offer up my life as a pleasing sacrifice. As a pleasing sacrifice. To the most high king No other sacrifice No other sacrifice No other sacrifice Would please the king No other sacrifice 
You reign forevermore. 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 You reign for all, Jesus.
He is my all in all. Hallelujah. Jesus is my all in all. Oh, worship Him. Our trust is not in physical strength. Our trust should not be in our physical strength. Our trust is not in manpower. Our trust should not be in manpower. Thank you, Jesus. Our trust should not be in our resources. When we trust the Almighty God, the one who made the heavens and the earth, He works out everything, everything, even the very hair of our head has been numbered by our King Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, He works out everything for our good and for His glory. If you are His child, all things work together. All things work together. All things work together. Hallelujah. We worship you. Oh, how we love Jesus. Tell the Lord in your own words. Tell him, Lord, how I love you. You're more than life itself. Oh, we worship you. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Invade my mind, invade my body, 
invade my soul. Lord, take control. Oh, I am yours. I give my all. Oh, Lord, come overflow. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord. Invade our hearts. Invade our minds. Invade our bodies. Invade our souls. Nothing is beyond your control. You see everything. You hear everything. You understand everything. And you work out everything. Hallelujah. God is working out everything for your good and for His glory. Every valley, every mountain, every desert, every fiery furnace, Every Red Sea is God ordained, planned by God, so that you can prosper, so that God can prosper you, so that God can be glorified in and through you, because God cares about you. We worship you, worship you, Jesus. We need to trust Him with everything within us. Many times we say it with our words. But when it comes to actual situation, 
panic sets in when actual situation comes we feel like we're all alone hallelujah if you're walking with god success is a guarantee if you're walking with god prosperity is a guarantee yes we will have to go through the furnace yes we will have to go through the desert as long as we don't wander out of disobedience but walk with christ through the desert we are bound to enter into the promised land hallelujah it's through the desert that we go into the promised land oh we praise you it is through the fiery furnace we see the the lord jesus christ standing with us walking with us conversing with us hallelujah oh we praise you we praise you oh we worship you take a few moments in the presence of the lord and thank the lord for every path that god is taking you through many times the path may not be comfortable it will not be comfortable desert is not a comfortable place scorching heat lack of water food is not readily available but it is in that desert we meet the god of the desert hallelujah it is right in the desert we receive the food that the king of glory can offer to us it is in the desert we see the wonder working hand of the almighty god it is in the desert we hear his glorious voice it is in the desert we come to know his perfect will for our lives invade our hearts invade our minds invade our bodies invade our souls lord take control yes we are yours we give a roll come over flow oh holy spirit holy spirit come sing with all your heart tell the lord i give myself over to you invade our hearts invade our minds invade our bodies you may be going through 
Invite the Lord into that circumstance. Moses invited God in the desert. He said, Lord, if you're not going to go with me, I'm not taking another step. The faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego invited God in the midst of that fiery furnace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Invite the Holy Spirit to come. Oh, invade. Invade our hearts. Invade our minds. Change in the attitude. Change in how we think is necessary in order to experience the supernatural in the natural realm. Hallelujah. Oh, worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Blessed Lord, we praise you, we praise you. Hallelujah, we glorify you. Worship Him. Invite Him into your problem. Invite Him into your home. Invite Him into your mind. Invite Him into your body. Invite Him into your soul. Invite Him into your spirit. And tell the Lord, take over. Let there be a godly takeover. Let thy kingdom come, O Lord. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy kingdom come. Tell the Lord, let thy kingdom come. Oh, take every part of me, Lord. Fill every part of me. Every part of me. Fill every part of me with your Jesus. Until the Tell the Lord. 
to fill every part of us. We need to make every part of our being available to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to tell the Lord, Lord, let there be a godly takeover, a holy takeover. I want to yield every member of my body to righteousness. I want to yield every part of my being to holiness. I want to yield my mind, my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, the desires that I have. Let it be sanctified by you, Jesus. Tell the Lord at this hour. Let it be sanctified by you, Jesus. Oh, oh, fill every part of me, Jesus. Tell the Lord, fill every part of me. Oh, I want to be hidden in you so that you can be revealed, Jesus. We want Jesus to be revealed. We need to tell the Lord, Lord, do a magnificent work in me. I want to hide myself in you. I want to hide myself in you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hide me in your hand Hide me in your hand Hide me in the palm of your hand Hide me in your hand Hide me in your hand, Jesus One more time, all right now, hide in your hand, hide in your hand, hide in the bones oh, of your head, oh, tell the Lord, ask him, Jesus, now, hide in your hand, hide in your hand, oh, Lord,
to all those who would lay down their life for the sake of Christ will receive it back in this world not just after you die but in this world 100 fold Jesus said and in the world to come what a grand exchange hallelujah Christ is calling us for a grand exchange to be hidden in Christ is the greatest blessing and privilege only then Christ will be seen and heard letting him live through us is the greatest privilege that we can have on the face of the earth for Christ to rule and reign over our mortal bodies in order for his glory to be revealed is the greatest experience is the greatest way to live hallelujah in order for that to happen there has to be a grand exchange i give my to you all to you lord jesus i give my all to you i give my all to you all to you lord jesus i Give myself as a living sacrifice, holy, holy to you. I lay down my rights and take up my.
comes from laying down ourselves at the foot of the cross making Jesus our all in all having his will as our priority we take every step of the way in his path of glory the path of the cross is a well-lit path, anointed path, glorious path, a very rewarding path. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. What are you seeking after? The people of the world, they seek after food, clothing, shelter. But those who seek after the Lord, food, clothing, shelter, will be given by God, not by man. It comes from heaven. Do you want to experience heaven's resource? Do you want to experience God as your provider? Do you want to experience God to choose His very best for you? Do you want God to plan everything for you? It is very important for you to quit planning. It's very important for you to Take the back seat and let God be God in your life. Whatever path it may be, know that if He's leading you, there's something royal about it. Hallelujah. Whatever the path it may be, if God is leading you, there's something royal about it. Hallelujah. In life, man, and death, I only follow you. Not my will, let thine be done. You don't look at the cross or the path of the cross in a fatalistic manner. But with faith in your heart and knowing that it is a royal call for God's royal children. It is a royal call. Hallelujah. It's a royal path. Oh, in life and in death, I'll only follow you. Not my will, let thine be done. There's something royal about the wilderness. There's something royal about the fiery furnace. There's something royal about God bringing us to the Red Sea. God brings us to the Red Sea. Hallelujah. It's not somehow I arrived at the Red Sea. It's not a matter of push and pull. It's a matter of God leading the way. God holding us by our right hand. In life and in death. I'll only be 
wonder working God. He's a wonder working God. Whatever looks impossible in the sight of man is possible with God. In order for God to do a wonder in Noah's life, God made Noah and his family ordinary people like us. He gave them a job to do. The job looked like a supersized supersized project, supersized job. God gave Noah the specifications for that. In the eyes of men, it's impossible for eight people to get that done. Impossible. Yet it was possible. Because God gave it. And Noah said, Yes, Lord. Royal call. Royal call to do the will of the royal king. Oh, what a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. Hallelujah. And Noah became a blessing to God. The righteous man, Noah, became a blessing to God. He brought comfort to the heart of God. When God's heart was in great grief, grieving for mankind. Noah brought comfort to God. God is asking you this question. Can I trust you to give a job to you? Have I given a big job to you? It's not just you doing by yourself. It's God in you. Hallelujah. It's God in you. Hallelujah. It's God in you. There's nothing that is too difficult. If it comes from the hands of the Almighty God, He will give you the wood. He'll give you enough wood. There's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. Whatever God has called you to do, God will give you everything that you need. Hallelujah. In order to build that ark, God gave Noah and his family everything that he needed. Hallelujah. How did he get it? Where did he get it from? He got it from that fallen world. He got it from the hostile environment. God kept all of them from stopping Noah and his family building the ark. The hand of the Lord provided the material. Whatever Noah needed, whatever his sons needed, whatever their wives needed, whatever Noah's wife needed, it was given to them by God who gave them the job. If God has given you a task, He will give you everything that you need. Hallelujah. Exactly the way the work of the Lord must take place. The one who gave the command will also give you that which you need. Everything that you need. Hallelujah. It was not an easy task. But it was a rewarding task. It was not an easy task. But it was a task given by God to bless Noah and his family. Noah and his family along with all the animals of the world that went into the ark two by two. They were all blessed as a result of Noah's joyful obedience to the royal call. 
Noah and his family. They became a blessing to all those who would partake of that blessing. Oh, let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing to you. Let me be your blessing. Abba, Abba. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me be your blessing. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Let me be your blessing to you. When the vision was given to Noah, God didn't hide the size of the ark. He didn't hide the fact that all the materials needed to be gathered together. But he found that one man that he could trust. And he gave that great commission, great task, knowing that he would fulfill it. Through God we shall do valiantly. Through God we shall do valiantly. In this crooked and perverse generation, God has called us to shine as lights. Not any light, but as His lights. Bright as the sun. Jesus said, If you would believe in me, believe equals obey. Believe equals obedience that comes from the living faith. Jesus said, you will do the works that I did. And in greater measure, let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing to you. Let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing, oh Lord. Let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing to you. Oh, let me be a blessing. If Noah was able to be a blessing, let me be a blessing, Lord, to you. Let me be a blessing, Lord, to you. Let me be a blessing. the Lord. If Noah's wife, Noah's children, their daughters-in-law, they become a blessing to God. Oh, and blessing to hundreds and hundreds of animals. God can use you the same way. If you would have that living faith, childlike faith, faith that would say yes to anything God would ask of you. Oh, yeah, let me be your blessing. for 
people with faith not for people with big carpentry skills not for people with big engineering brains god is looking for people who would say yes lord yes lord yes lord noah was an old man god didn't come to him when he was very young god came to him when he was very old noah didn't worry about how he felt noah didn't worry about whether his family would cooperate with him or not noah didn't worry about the wickedness that is out there and how the people would react to something like this that has never happened before more than even building the ark was the message that went with the ark which was a great flood that is coming which is going to wipe out the face of the earth and god wants to provide a way of escape that's why i'm building this ark that's why i'm building this ark as a messenger of god he built the ark hallelujah not as a construction man not as an engineer but as a messenger of god he preached he built he preached and he built he preached and he built all while hearing from god what god wanted him to do oh let me be your blessing let me be your blessing jesus let me be a blessing yes lord yes lord every imagination was so vile and wicked god saw every imagination of the people on the face of the earth was utterly disgusting to god in such an anti god society god raised noah and gave him a huge project not when his health was at the top not when his youthfulness was at the top but he, when he was quite old because God wanted to reveal his power through Noah more than building the ark preaching was the most difficult job to preach to a very crooked and perverse generation the moment he said yes lord i will do it the anointing of god came upon noah 
to give the message that God wanted him to give with no compromise while he built the ark he was not simply building an ark but as the messenger of God he built the ark hallelujah God's protection was upon Noah God's protection was upon Noah's family all those who were with him God's protection was there 24/7 until Noah and his family and all the animals got into the ark God shut the door God showed that he was in charge of his messenger and the project he gave to the messenger Thank you thank you Lord thank you Lord God provided Noah's eyes didn't look to man Noah was God dependent and not man dependent He didn't think if I go and preach if I build this ark will the people think me that I'm crazy will they receive my message that was not Noah's concern thank you Jesus because he was God's messenger not a people pleaser but a God's messenger a God pleaser let me be your blessing let me be your blessing let me be your blessing to you let me be your blessing let me be your blessing let me be your blessing to you jesus let me be your blessing let me be your blessing let me be your blessing to you as they built the ark continued building the ark little by little little by little little by little the hand of the lord was upon these eight extraordinary people who became extraordinary as a result of their great faith in the almighty god god's anointing came upon noah for preaching and for building God's anointing came on the rest of his family to build the work of the Lord exactly the way God had commissioned a flawless work a pleasing sacrifice they brought comfort to the heart of God God is looking at the situation of this world which is immersed in corruption God is looking at the people all over the world to find one Noah to find one family like Noah's family who would do whatever God would tell them to do even if they look like they are crazy in the eyes of the world it didn't matter to them They knew that they were not crazy. They knew that they were following the words of 
the living God. Whatever he says, he will do it. They did it with passion. And they did it with compassion. When they built the ark, they were not building it just for themselves. They were building it for all the people of the world. Who would come in? All the animals. Who would come in? But the people chose not to enter in. But with great compassion, Noah preached. With great compassion, they built the ark. Oh, the way of escape. That is how you must do what God has called you to do. Faith in God. With great compassion and love for people. Be the messenger of God. While you build the ark. And God will do that He has promised you. The very ark that you are building will provide for you. It will provide for you. It will provide for you. Whatever they needed to build the ark and all the food supply that they needed and all the animals needed for all those many days in the ark was given by God. Not a single day did they go hungry. Not a single day did they lack anything. Not a single day did the animals lack anything. He's the Almighty, Almighty, Almighty Provider, Jehovah Jireh. Thank you, Jesus. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, beautiful Savior. Beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior, you are my beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior. i 
Jesus for imparting your life into us for without you we can do nothing but with you we can do all things if you can use Noah was a righteous man who found favor in the sight of the Lord because he walked with God humbly walked with God walked righteously with no compromise he had a good witness at home his family believed what he said and they all walked with God with him 
He was a person who saved everyone in his family. What Noah preached worked in his own family. All the animals they heard too. They all came inside. The labor that you labor in the Lord will never be in vain. A grand project, a glorious work, a great vision. Oh, what a royal call to partner with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Few in number, yet they accomplished the great task. The perfect will of God. Thank you, Jesus. That's all matters. Doing the will of God. Whatever God would ask you to do, do it with all your heart. As unto the Lord. Not unto man. Knowing that your reward comes from Him. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence is overflowing in our midst. And I thank you, Lord. I pray that you continue to minister to us, O Jesus. We give ourselves over to you. We thank you, Heavenly Father. You are the Lord God who not only gives us the task that we should do, but gives us the grace, the skill, and all the materials and the provision we need according to heaven's storehouse. The provision for God's people come from God's hand, from the king's hand. When the king gives a task, the king gives everything that we need to fulfill the king's task. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you have spoken. We give ourselves over to you for your call to fulfill your will. For we are fully aware that it is a royal call. And we will walk with you with an upright heart doing the will of God is now what did. No matter who would receive us or not, we would continue doing what you have called us to do. And to this cause we commit ourselves, O oh God. And we give ourselves over to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Praise God. God has spoken to us um, during the worship. And um, I feel like we can just do the benediction and go home. But God just gave the word. So we are going to turn our Bibles to. Just give me one second while I pull the passage out. The Lord just gave the word. Exodus chapter 
We're going to, let me just, my Bible, just one second. Now, we're going to read from chapter 1, Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1, and we are going to verse 17. We're going to read a few verses here and there as the, as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to, and uh, go into what God has for us this afternoon. I'm excited to hear from the Lord um, what God has for us, just like how you are excited as well, because I have no idea what God is going to speak. I know what God spoke, but I don't know what God is going to speak from this. We know God has His blessed word available for us. So we're going to read Exodus chapter 1 from verse 17. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mightily. So it was, because the midwives feared God, that he provided Households for them. There's a promise here. For those who fear God, God will provide for them. And those who fear God and help those who fear God, God will provide for them also. God will provide for those who fear God, and God will provide for those who fear God and do what is necessary for those who fear God. God blesses them as well. Now this is a very crucial circumstance here where the midwives could have been put to death. They risked their lives in order to save the male children of the Hebrew women. Now, every situation where you see hostility from the enemy, God always provides a way of escape. When you face an opposition, don't look at the opposition, but immediately look to God to see where He has provided the way of escape. For God's people, there's always a way of escape. God's people always will have a way of escape. So in this situation, God provided a way of escape through the midwives. Now, when the enemy saw that, the enemy said, okay, I'm going to increase the heat even more. God is providing a way of escape through the midwives. I'm going to stop it right there. And so verse, you look at verse 22, it says, So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. The enemy is furious because his plan did not come to pass. Anytime the enemy tries to do something to oppress you, to suppress you, and you still come out of it. 
because God made a way of escape for you, the enemy, the next thing he will do is, he'll try something even harder. He'll do something worse. You know why? Because he fights the plan of God that God has for your life. All this fight was taking place for that one child that was going to be born, which was Moses. Now this command came to the people that every son who is born you shall cast into the river and every daughter you shall save alive. Now you look at this circumstance. It's a very, very hostile circumstance. Extremely hostile. An extremely hopeless circumstance. If every child needed to be, if every child that's born, they are commanded to be thrown into the Nile River, there's no hope for any mother or any father to have any of their male children to be born alive. Now that brings an end to the Hebrew race. If you cut off all the males and use all the females as slaves, it's going to bring an end to God's race. That was Satan's plan. But, as Job says through the Spirit of God, we read the book of Job, the plan of God cannot be thwarted. God's plan cannot be thwarted by man or by the devil. If God has called you to do something, you're the only one who can put a halt to it. Nobody else. Not your enemy. Not Satan. Not even your circumstance, because the more hostile your circumstance becomes, there's a greater chance of God doing a greater miracle in your life. So, whatever your path may be, no matter how dark it may appear, it may become even darker and darker and darker. Understand, when it becomes the darkest, the miracle will become the greatest at that hour. So, our eyes shouldn't be on the darkest place, or the darkest circumstance, but our eyes should be on God, looking for that way of escape that God has for God's people. Now, it cannot get worse than this. Every child should be thrown into the Nile River. But many parents would have hoped that, I'm not hope I'm not getting a boy child, hope it's a girl child. And those who wanted a boy child would be grieved in their hearts, And people, until the time of birth, especially back in those days, you didn't have ultrasound or anything, you won't even know the gender of the child. So, they, there's no way that they would have really had a comfortable pregnancy, or the family would have been so joyful because the child is coming. They would be living in fear and terror, not knowing what the child is going to be, what's going to happen to the child, and are we going to have grief and sorrow? And imagine the state of the mother bearing the child. It was a dark period. But in the dark period came a deliverer. In the dark period came a deliverer. God is speaking to our hearts today. When it looks dark, look for God's deliverance to come. When it looks dark, look for God's deliverance to come. It may not be the way that you expect. Usually it is not the way we expect. It comes at a totally unexpected time, in an unexpected manner, in an unexpected form. But God comes through. He always comes through. So, a very strange 
very oppressive, very gloomy situation. During this time, God gave a child to a household. Imagine how they might have lived in fear. In a man of Levi chapter 2, verse 1, I'm reading. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. She had no heart to throw the child in the Nile River. Dad had no heart to throw that Nile child in the Nile River. God made that child extra beautiful. He made that child so cute. He was so cute that when the child was born, first of all, any child that is born, be very hard for a mother to throw the child in the Nile River. But many people, when they're under the threat of someone, they do that. People who really love the child, they sacrifice. But a lot of times, people kill their own children for their own convenience. You call that abortion. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth. But God extends His hand of forgiveness for those who have committed that crime against their own children. It's murdering your own child. During the time of this couple, it was not the parents who wanted to kill the children, but they were forced to kill their child. They were forced to throw their child in the Nile River that is full of crocodiles. They were forced to drown their child in that Nile River in a cruel manner. A baby that was born, carried by the mother for over nine months, and went through such hard labor, only to discard that child that came from her own body, to throw that child to the enemy that's out there. Such sorrow. Thank God we don't have to do any of those things. So we have to be very thankful to God and be very careful with every gift that God gives into our hands. Be very responsible with your children. Don't throw your children to the society, to the world. Many parents don't care. Just throw them in some school. Put them in some extra activities. Throw them somewhere so I don't have to deal with them. As long as they are outside, as long as they are not under my care, I don't have to worry about that. So get them involved. Pay money here, pay money that's easier to throw money. And throw the children out as much as we can. So that we are not burdened. That is wrong before God. God gives a gift into your hand so that you can treasure it. And the one who gave you the gift will ask you how did you handle that gift and how much did you treasure it. It is very important for parents to understand at this time that you have been given a huge responsibility before God for every child that God has given to you. During this hostile environment, the parents were given this great responsibility of bringing this child into this world. 
knowing that this child was going to be put to death. Imagine the turmoil. Don't throw your children to the society that is out there. Don't throw your children to whatever that is out there. Oh, let them watch whatever show. Let them watch whatever video games. Let them do whatever they want to. If you do that, you're throwing them into the Nile River. You are throwing them. Satan came like Pharaoh and he said, give me, give me, give me your child. I'll kill it. And what do you do? Here you go. I want to be free. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to have that weight. I want to enjoy. I don't want to be killed. Would you look at Moses' parents? They took great risks in hiding this child for three months. Three months they hid this child. Look at the faith they had. Now, they hid this child for three months. Then after three months, when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. She had no heart to throw the child in the Nile River. She made a good basket that will protect the child when she was no longer able to keep the child. I'm going to take you to Hebrews 11 to show you why she did what she did. She was not a mom who said, I'm, a, I'm not concerned about this child. I don't want to bother with this and throw the child away. She was a woman of faith. Her husband was a man of faith. That's why God inserted both of them in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. May God count you worthy to insert you into His book of faith. It's very important. No matter where our name is or where our name is not there, it doesn't matter. It needs to be in that book. God's book of life and God's book of faith. When I return, will I find faith? God must see you as a man of faith. See you as a woman of faith. No matter what your circumstance is, you need to have that precious faith. Now, they made this. They put the child in. And they put it in the basket. They left the child by the river bank. They didn't just leave it and say, okay, let's get away if the soldiers come. If Pharaoh's people would come and see, if the Egyptians would see, they would come and kill us and they didn't just escape and run somewhere else thinking that the child is a burden. But the mother had the daughter watch over the child. You see the care and the responsibility and faith in God. God, I'm giving this child into your hands. I'm expecting you to keep this child alive. I'm expecting you to give this child back to me. So whatever she did, she did it as an act of faith. Now God honored that. And God did something very tremendous here. Let's read. I'm going to read a few more verses the Holy Spirit wants me to. And then we are going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. And her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. 
who was behind everything satan was behind everything that is destructive god was behind everything that was constructive whatever happens in your life whatever looks like you know what there's a stop here there's a block here you have the mighty hand of god the mighty breaker who goes and just pushes it pushes it pushes it not just makes a way but when he pushes it that path becomes a golden path a path of glory it is only for those who trust in him now you see here he the lord sent pharaoh's daughter to come to get the child and when she opened it she saw the child and behold the baby wept oh such a beautiful baby and the baby cried when the baby cried even though this was pharaoh's daughter the whole palace was dominated by demons god did not give permission to pharaoh's daughter to destroy that child god had his hand over her heart and turned his heart towards Moses, Moses' mom, Moses' family to favor that family. The Bible says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like rivers of water, he just turns it whichever way God chooses. When God is for you, who can be against you? No one. No one. That is why when God gives us something to do, we can do it with everything that is within us, knowing that He goes before us. He does everything. And whatever looks opposite, He comes and He turns it towards our favor. So when God has a plan for our lives, Satan cannot do anything to that plan, provided we go along with the plan of God by faith. We're going to just go into Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23. Just 11.23 By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. They were not afraid of the king's edict. Isn't that amazing? The king's edict was so severe People can be put to death. It's not like how you can go and file a lawsuit and delay the process and and have a lawyer and go through a trial. In those days, when the king says something, it becomes a law and you do something else other than what the king said. It's death. But the parents saw something about this child. The parents understood the vision of God, understood the plan of God, and they said, we are going to keep this child. And they did not go with what man said, what the neighbors would have said, the family would have said, what even the king said. How were they able to live like that? How were these people who were ordinary people Just like you and me. Ordinary people. Yet extraordinary. Because they were people of God. They place their faith in God. Not on their intellect. Not on how well they can hide the child. Not on any human power. But they had faith in God. So because of faith in God, they hid him for three months. After he was born. Because they saw he was no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. Understand this. When God has given you a plan. When God has given you something. 
and it's not ordinary. You walk with God. That extraordinary faith comes from God inside of you. Where will you carry that vision for however long it might have been? Now the vision is born into something. It could be some tiny little thing. But there's faith. No matter what the enemy tries to suppress that child that is born now. I have faith in God. Because I have faith in God, I'm going to make something to protect the child. See, not just throw the child away, but make something that will protect the child with faith that I will get the child back. Isn't that amazing? Faith to carry the child. Faith to bring forth the child. Faith to hide the child. And faith to put the child in the basket. Faith. What kind of faith is that? It says that in the midst of this extraordinary gloomy circumstance, my child will be a child that will live. Whatever vision that God has given to you. A vision is for a time. It may look like nothing big is happening. But when the time comes, no one can stop it. It's like the pregnancy. Where the child is there in the womb, nobody knows. After some months you can see a little bit. And after some months you can see a little more. When the child is born, no one will know what the child is going to become. But if God has given the vision for somebody regarding the child, they know. Whatever God has given to you, like how He gave to Noah, take it, hold it. The whole world can say, eh, it's nothing big. It's nothing big. It's foolishness in this extraordinary trying times. In this dark times, you taking such a big risk in doing such a thing is foolishness, the world can say. Everyone can say. However, if you know that God put in your heart that this is an extraordinary thing, this is an extraordinary vision, this is an extraordinary gift that God has given to me, then you will cherish it. You will not let anyone suppress it. You will not let anyone kill it. No one can kill the vision that God has put in you except you. No one. You have the power through God by partnering with God, saying that, Lord, my provider, my protector, you are everything to me. You gave this to me and you will help me keep it. It's not going anywhere. So what happened? Everything that God is working out over here was for the good of Moses, Moses' parents, and for God's glory. To fulfill the plan of God, God is watching over this family. And God provides for this family through this baby that was born at such a dark time. Think about this. I want to read one more verse. Let's just go to... Hebrews 11, we read 23. I'm just going to um, go to the next verse. Hebrews. Mm. 11. Now, the parents were parents of faith. And that faith that went into the parents from God 
went into Moses. There's a transfer that is taking place. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. Whatever God has given to you, when you put faith into it and you do it, there's a transfer that will take place from you to your child, to the vision that God has given. Whatever God has given into your hands, there's a transfer of that faith into the child, into the vision that God has given. And that transfer is a glorious transfer because that will yield tremendous multiplication. What happened over here? The faith of the parents went into Moses. And by faith, verse 24, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. This is something very deep that God is speaking to us today. God has something in mind and he drops it into us. When he drops it into us, we must receive it by faith. Once we receive it by faith, whatever God dropped into us begins to grow like the pregnancy. It grows. It takes form. It takes shape. And after that, it comes into something. When it comes into something, it comes as something that contains your faith that has come from God into it. Whatever you're doing, when you're doing it faith with faith, there is an impartation that goes into what you're doing. There's a transfer of faith from God to you and through you to the one who is in your hands. Whatever God has entrusted into your hands. Whether you have a child, whether you have a vision given by God to you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart today. It has come into you, just like how it came to Noah. It came with God's faith into our hearts. It came from God's heart to Noah's heart. It came from God's heart to Jacobat, Moses' mom, and Moses' dad. The faith... Move them to bring this child, keep this child, make the basket, put the child in, and let the child go with expectation that I'll get this child back. What great faith. In God, who gave them that faith, when they exercised that faith and obeyed Him every step of the way, And did not fear what anyone would say, not even Pharaoh, rewarded them in a great manner. The reward is, not only did the baby grow to become a great man of faith, and he led the entire nation. That means whatever was given to Jacobeth and her husband, turned into something huge. The multiplication was huge. Imagine that one Moses led hundreds and thousands of people. He became... Somebody who influenced hundreds and thousands of people. Understand this. What God imparts or invests into you, it is bound to multiply when you cherish it, treasure it, and work with it in faith. Your faith will go into what you're doing. Your faith will go into the child. Faith of the mother and father went into Moses 
And Moses became a man of faith. God provided for Moses' family from the very place that wanted to kill him. She had faith in God to protect Moses. God said, I'm not only going to protect your child, I will provide for you through this child. This is a prophecy. God is speaking to you. The very thing that is meant to kill you will actually not kill you. It will work out according to God's good pleasure. When you have faith in God and not look at your circumstance, but God will use the enemy who says, Oh, I'm going to destroy you. But God will use that very thing to support you. This very child that God gave, people would have said, this child is going to kill both of you. They would have told the parents, you're keeping this child, both of you are going to be killed because of this child by Pharaoh. But they did not fear. And what happened? The child became the provider for their parents. God not only gave the child back, honored Jacobet's and her husband's faith, but he did more than they would have ever asked or imagined. Provision came through that child. God is speaking to our hearts today. Faith is the key that unlocks the vision that God has given. Faith is the key that keeps alive the vision that God has given. Faith is the key that will really go against everything that Satan has planned. Faith in God is the key. Noah had faith in God. When God gave Noah that vision, Noah believed God. Noah went and told his family, Look, this is what God has shown me. Because of his witness, the family said, Yes, we believe that this is what God has shown. And they all worked together. God supplied everything. As the Lord spoke to us during the worship, from the wood to the food, to everything. Not just for one day or two days. As long as they had to be in the ark, they had everything. And when they came out, they had everything too. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord will not want any good thing. Moses' parents were parents who sought God. They sought God for everything. They had great faith. See, we cannot have great faith unless we walk with God. Because that is God kind of faith. You need to have supernatural faith in order to believe supernatural things, impossible things. This was an impossible situation. How did Jacobet and her husband have that kind of faith? To not fear the king's edict. How did they have such great faith? Because if they walk with God. God's hand was with them. God's mind was given to them. How to hide the child. How to protect the child. You protect it from the enemy. And then, how to make that basket and put the child in the basket and trust God for God to bring the child back to you. The only difference is, I don't think they would have expected that when the child came back to them, that the child would come back with, uh, what you can say, Egyptian currency, (laughs) where the parents were getting paid, mother got paid to take care of the child. That's the blessing of God. When you do the will of God, God will provide for you. When you do the will of God, the very thing that God is using in your life, that you are exercising faith 
and protecting and nourishing and cherishing, that very thing will provide for you. God is speaking to our hearts today. The Spirit of the Lord is in our midst. God not only provided for the animals, God not only provided for Noah's family, God provided for Noah. Noah lived too. He lived, his family lived, and all the animals who believed and they came and they all lived. It is that work of God. It's not something that Noah could have accomplished in his own effort. See, building the ark is a huge project. Do you know what? Even bigger than that, bringing all the animals by two, getting in, getting them into the ark. Every creature of every kind. Getting them into the ark is a huge thing. Noah didn't have the capacity to bring all of them in. But if God gave you the job to do, and you do everything, bringing all the creatures to go inside is God's work. You do God's work. And God will bring everything you need and all the people you need to bring them to salvation is God's doing. That's where the anointing of God comes into play. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts. You can read the rest of Exodus 2. You can read the rest few verses of Hebrews 11 where we just left off. It'll just talk about the character of Moses, the faith of Moses. How the mother's faith went into Moses. That not only did she have faith, but she was able to transfer that faith into Moses. Whatever God has entrusted into our hands when we believe and work with everything within us and work with prayer and faith in God. The faith that God has put in us is transferable. Understand, it is transferable. It will transfer into that Moses God has given. And through Moses... Many, many, many people will be blessed. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Riches I need not, nor man's empty praise. Thou my inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou only, first in my heart. King of heaven, my treasure, thou art riches I need not, nor men's empty praise, thou my inheritance now. Always Thou and Thou only First in my heart High King of Heaven My treasure for Jesus
Now what? Just sing it together as a prayer to the Lord. Riches I need not, nor men's empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou only, first in my Tell the Lord, oh Jesus, you are my treasure and I will treasure you. And whatever you entrusted into my hands, like Moses' parents treasured it, I too will treasure it. Hallelujah. And I too will do everything that you have told me to do, Lord, because I believe in you. Because I believe in you. Tell the Lord. Lord, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you, Jesus. Even if the whole world would say that, you're just crazy. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. I know who spoke to me. No one knew who spoke to him. Thank you, Jesus. High King of Heaven. My victory won May I reach heaven's joys Oh bright heaven's sun Heart of my own heart Whatever befall Let's sing it together. High King of Heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, oh bright heaven's sun.
speaking to our hearts. Lord, the vision that you have given to us looks like it tarries, but it will not tarry. Whatever you have given to us shall come to pass. And while you're working, we're going to be like Noah. We're going to keep our eyes on what you said. We're going to go with the blueprint that you have given. And you will provide for us. You will protect us. You will defend us. And through your great plan, and as we obey you, you will supply all our needs. You will provide for our food. 
You will provide for our clothing. You will provide for our shelter. We shall not lack any good thing. Hallelujah. No good thing will we lack for the construction of the ark as well as for the provision of our personal needs. Hallelujah. Everything that Noah needed for the ark was given and whatever he needed to sustain him to live was also provided. Hallelujah. Not only for him, but all those who depended on him. Thank you, Jesus. God did the same for Moses' parents. The child that God gave to them. The plan of God that was revealed to them. They stuck with it by faith. They stuck with it by faith. They said, we are not going to be afraid of what Pharaoh said. We will save this child. We will keep this child until God wants us to. And when we make this little ark for this child and put this child in there, we believe that God will give this child back to us. Hallelujah. They believe that God had a plan for this child and through this child. Hallelujah. God not only protected the child, not only gave the child back to them, but through the child provided for the mother honored her faith. Not only did the parents have that vision and the faith to bring that vision, but their faith went into that vision itself. Hallelujah. Their faith was transferred into Moses. And Moses became a great blessing to many people. Hallelujah. Still be my vision, O ruler of all. In the midst of every opposition, O Lord, be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, say that. Thou my best thought, my day or my night. Waking or sleeping, my presence, my light. Thou my best thought. By day or by night Waking or sleeping Thy presence, my light Waking or sleeping Thy presence, my light Waking or sleeping, thy presence, my light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is calling you for a deeper walk with Him. Yes. A deeper level of faith. For a deeper, higher call and a bigger assignment that comes from God. As you look to Him and you say, Lord, you will be with me. 
you will help me to accomplish this great task great task hallelujah royal path royal call royal provision royal commission royal protection hallelujah to god's royal soldiers of god thank you jesus god is calling you for something far greater god is going to great and mighty things in the days to come god will take you into a period of overflow into a period of overflow all of a sudden the wealth that jacobat did not have came to her yes it came from egypt yes it came from the very palace that was out to destroy her child but god of the impossible whose faith she carried in her heart showed her his power honoring her faith god will honor your faith god will take you into a period of overflow the wealth that you did not have the joy that you did not have the health that you did not have all will come to you as you pursue pursue the vision of god not the wealth not the health but the vision of god god himself will give everything else it will come to you it will come knocking at your door everything that no one needed came knocking at his door all he needed to do was bear the vision of god as a messenger of god build the ark god brought before his eyes all the materials all the provision all the food that they needed god gave to them thank you jesus while they're taking care of the ark while the whole family is building the ark one can think oh, where is the time to go and hunt for food where is the time to get these things we're busy already how can we do this ark noah was not like that noah did not question god noah's children and the family they were not like that they were able to build the ark and take care of their daily needs do whatever they needed to do in addition to putting god first hallelujah what god has told us to do comes first and everything that we need and that we need to accomplish for the rest of the things pertaining to our lives our daily needs he will provide for us to the overflow hallelujah god is no debtor to anyone thank you jesus what you need to do his work will be given and what you need to support yourself in order to do his work will also be given this is the voice of the holy spirit hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus the very child that you're protecting you're raising will provide for you thank you jesus the very god you serve will provide for you Thank you Jesus. Keep your eyes on the cross. Still be my vision, O ruler of all. Thank you Jesus. So bless us O Lord. This afternoon with your strength, great faith to accomplish great things. God is not calling us to do little things. When God calls us, he calls us to do great things. Hallelujah. Yes, 
Thank you Lord for calling us to do great things, great and mighty things. Partnering with our great God. Hallelujah. We thank you Father. So we commit ourselves one more time to this great cause, royal cause, to this royal call, to walk in that royal path, to do his royal work, having our heads held up high, looking to heaven, wearing the garment of humility, wrapped up with the love of God, we will fulfill the call of God, having truth in the inward parts, and faith to do the will of God. We thank you Lord, we praise you. We give you all the glory, give you all the honor, give you all the praise. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God. The wonderful word we've heard. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus Christ face to face. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Lord bless everyone on this Lord's Day. As you reflect on the word that the Lord has spoken to Amen. you, the great vision that God has given, and the great value God has placed on your life, Amen. that you do away with things that are of lesser importance. Focus on the call of God on your life, because after all is said and done, only one thing is going to remain. Did I do my Father's will? So God bless you, everyone, and um, we will join together, Lord willing, Amen. next Sunday to worship together. God bless you. Man, God bless you. Have a blessed rest of the day and rest of this week. Praise God.